0: And we're live.
1: Awesome. Hi, and welcome to episode 19 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host, along with Nancy Minnikozzi. My name is Lisa, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County in California.
0: And I'm Nancy, an ed tech coach in Northwest LA County. And we want to thank all our subscribers. We now have a new custom URL. So you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash TLC ninja teachers. I know it is so awesome. Thank you, guys, everybody. Uh, I want to remind you of our focus. So uh, we are accessible on your schedule, 15-minute format, and a chance to get your questions answered. Leave us questions on our website or If you're watching us live, put them in the YouTube chat. We are Personalized Mobile PD, and we want you to contact us if you know someone who would be a great guest or if you want to be on our show. Um, Please support us by subscribing to us wherever you watch, um, and please rate us. The more ratings we have, the easier it is for others to find us. So, Lisa. Lisa.
1: Well, tonight's coffee fact is from Brazil, so Brazil actually produced a postal stamp that smelled like coffee, how cool is that? Um, in December of, of 2001, and it was designed to promote their coffee, and the smell uh, was supposed to last for up to five years, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, tonight we have an awesome guest, her name is Sarah Stewart. Got that right. And she'll be talking to us about Breakout EDU. I love Breakout EDU. So Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, what you do, things like that?
2: Yeah, I am a fifth grade teacher in a small county in um, Colorado. Um, We live in the high Rocky Mountains at about 9,200 feet. And I teach fifth grade currently, which I've done for the past four years. Um, But before that, um, I did special ed, English language acquisition, and also preschool. So, um, but I love my role as a fifth grade teacher, um, and I love Breakout EDU as well. Right, fifth grade's a great, they're just great. Um,
1: (laughs) It's a great year. So um, can you, for people who don't know, can you tell us what is Breakout EDU? Can I describe it for us? Yeah, so
2: Breakout EDU um, is where students are asked to solve a variety of clues um, to unlock a series of locks or break out of a box, or it even can be a physical room. um, It could be a website. There's lots of different ways that you can approach breakout EDU. Um, But the most common form or where it kind of stemmed from was this box with a series of locks that they use clues to break out of, um, which has been really cool to see the progression it's actually made over the past year or so.
1: Yeah, I've, I've tried it in a classroom, and my students love it. Um, but how have you found that it's, uh, it benefits your students? What have you um, found?
2: Um, I've just noticed a huge difference um, with communication, um, collaboration, and definitely critical thinking skills that my students are asked to use um, when trying to solve a series of locks or clues to break out. Um, you know, they have to talk. And we kind of have some rules about, you know, every eye to every clue, especially if the uh, game is content-based where they're learning something or they're trying to have a takeaway um, that's academic, and um, so every student has to see every clue, and that really forces students to um, find their strengths within the game. Um, students who sometimes don't excel academically within the classroom find a strength because they're a good logic puzzle solver, or they have other things that they um, are able to connect with that um, maybe their peers don't see as a strength um, in the day-to-day classroom.
1: I love that. So. Uh- the, the shyer, quiet students or you know, some of those students are getting to find success. How do you um, deal with the students who um, either take over everything and want to be the boss or those students who also, because you have the other extreme of those students who just kind of sit back and let everybody else
2: kind of do the work. How do you address those two uh, scenarios? Um, I kind of try to find a balance and, you know, uh, I, I try to get those busy bees that really want to be into everything focused early on in the game on kind of one task. Um, and then I don't let them skip from task to task to task. If they find one thing and they're working on that, they need to kind of stay focused before they, and solve that clue or whatever, that task they're working on in hand, which then allows other students who aren't, you know, the the the, the one that likes to organize everything, um, you know, work on other tasks without feeling overwhelmed or overrun by those students who really want to be involved in everything.
1: Great. Um, And how do you use Breakout EDU in your classroom?
2: Um, Well, I use it for a variety of things. Um, I definitely started on, like, fun, you know, team building kind of stuff when I first started uh, using it about a year, year and a half ago. Um, now, I guess, that, um, you know, I looked at this website and I picked some of the games that they already had created, and I did make some minor adjustments um, to what served my needs as a teacher, or, you know, my group of students that I was working with, um, and so the fun ones are always a great reward, um, but they still learn so much even if they're not content-based because of the collaboration and the critical thinking skills that they have to use in order to solve these puzzles to break out. Um, I then moved on to more content-based um, ones, doing math ones, and I'm um, definitely social studies and science um, because I love the integration of the different uh, tech tools like Google Maps and stuff that you can use to give students clues and hints to apply knowledge that they've already learned. Yeah,
1: it's it. it. It just integrates so well. I found with so many of the different uh, subject matters. Um, how often do you do breakouts with your students?
2: I try to do them about once a month. Um, there's something they look forward to, and they absolutely beg for them. Um, we used to, you know, we have our select few, you know, celebrations throughout the year, and we used to, you know, do a, a, a snack and a game. Well, there's no question now what the game is. It's always breakout. Um, and then I always ask for input of what they want to do or, um, you know, I pick a game that um, I think they would have fun at. And we switch it up between content-based and fun ones. And um, I'm in the process of, you know, I design games now, but now I have my students designing games. So sometimes it ends up being a game a student has designed, and I've worked with them to help implement. Oh, that is neat. I love yeah, that. I like that.
0: That's very
2: cool. Yeah, they have a lot of fun and, you know, they've seen the progression and they see how things work and um, their minds are thinking now when we play these games, like what clues would they use in their game or how would they create something. So that's been really cool. And we're working on creating some now for summative tasks for them to, you know, I think there's two sides. that They have to understand how to create um, in order to effectively, you know, go off without a hitch and therefore they're using all that knowledge even though they don't end up playing the game in the end.
1: And how do you do it? Do you have the whole group working together to break out? Or do you have small groups working at the same time? Do you just use one small group at a time? How
2: do you set it up and organize it for the best success? Um, Most of the time, because our class sizes are small enough, um, I usually run one full, just one game at a time. Um, When I tried to do a progressive game last year um, where students had to solve a series of tasks and then they had to do one final task together. Um, that kind of fell apart because they didn't end up all getting to the final task and they were missing pieces of the puzzle where one team was waiting on another. Um, I've never had to have the opportunity where I had to split like a class and say, you know, you stay on the side and, and run two games or the same game consecutively with two groups. I haven't. Okay. But-
1: All right. Um, did we lose my audio, or can you hear me?
2: I can hear you. We can hear you. Okay.
1: I thought it went out. Sorry about that. Um, so this is all really great. So exciting stuff. I typed out Breakout Edu. You have to. But um, Sarah, can you tell us um, how people can get started with it? You know, where do you find the games? I know you said that you are now creating your own games, and your students are creating the games. But if people want to go ahead and get started, where can they find some games, or do you suggest that they, uh, so what's the best way to get started with all of this?
2: Definitely the best way is to go to BreakoutEDU. Um, they have a great website where they have all the games. Um, they actually have a digital sandbox where people who have created games can put their games and share them. Um, but also their Facebook group is a huge um, source of help. Um, people post questions. If you are designing or trying to figure out how to implement a game, uh, it's really helpful because the community is really supportive there, and they uh, definitely um, – their wealth of knowledge there, and that's where I get a lot of my ideas. And people are always posting new ways to make new puzzles there. Um, But I love, what I love about Breakout EDU is they have their kits for sale on their website, but they also show you how to open source them, um, buying the locks on your own. But I also think that that's not the barrier. Their whole thing is make it adaptable to you. They have set structures of how they could see it running, but it's all adaptable to what you need it to be. So if you only have a smaller time chunk, they um, there's ways where you can make it a smaller breakout or a shorter time frame breakout, um, so it can fit your needs. And that's what I love about it. It's totally customizable um, to what you need. And there's a community out there, especially on this Facebook group, that will help you customize breakouts to what you need them to be for your class.
1: Great. And we'll go ahead and post those links in our. Um, in our notes uh, that's on our website so that everybody can have that. Um, What is some of the feedback? Because I know Breakout EDU has a reflection piece at the very end of, you know, success or failure and and reflecting on that. What's some of the feedback that you've gotten from your students?
2: Um, That's been really interesting. Last year, the first time I ran one with this group of students last year, um, they you know, they bickered a lot. They fought a lot. They got stressed over time and stuff like that. And they they didn't really see it until I pointed some of it out, um, at the end when we were debriefing, going over the steps and things that had happened. And then the same group became really reflective at the end of the year. Um, we did one about two days before school ended as kind of a celebration, you know, break out of school for the summer or you're stuck here all year you know, all <laughs> summer kind of thing. And they, um, the best part was that they were like, you know, we didn't succeed, and we didn't yell at each other, and we, we we worked through things, and they kept working after the timer had stopped, and there was no time left, and they completed the challenge or the task at hand um, as a group, even though they knew they had technically, quote, unquote, failed. And so they they talked about that and how they learned from the first one that we did to the last one we did last year of how they change as a group to work collaboratively and um, to think critically beyond um, just trying to beat the clock.
1: Wow. It sounds like they did a lot of learning and growing last year. And there's things that we want our students to do with you know, being uh, persistent and sticking with it and finding out that the failure is OK and not to stress out about that. That's
2: what a great story was so overwhelmed when they, like, just, they're, like, like I said, okay, time's up, and they're like, well, because they were really close to finishing. They only needed about another two minutes, and so they just said, give us two more minutes to let us finish, and I just kind of stood back and let them do that. And, you know, for students to learn that even though technically time is up to not give up and to keep persisting was a huge growth for them, Um, and this just see that they could still collaborate and understand failure was huge.
1: God, what a great teacher moment for you that must end, just to hard. have them say, we're going to keep. Ah, that's so awesome. Can. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so within Breakout EDU, there's usually uh, hint cards. Um, yeah. Do they use the hint cards less now than when they had first started?
2: I do think so, because they understand the concept of the game. They've kind of seen what it entails and stuff. So we have to get trickier with our clues and how we present it to them. And um, so, but they still do, um, but they're more wise, like they get the time concept. So when they get to about 12 minutes and they're still struggling, that's when they try to utilize them the most rather than right at the beginning when they first hit that wall or that challenge instead of persisting through. So they've kind of learned that is that they, they need to work on persisting. And I kind of won't necessarily let them use the hand card too early in the game unless they've really hit a roadblock that's going to prevent them from, you know, moving forward. Um, I try to, you know, they try to wait now to like the 15 to 12 minute mark before they use them. So
1: you say they wait 15 to the 12 minute mark and there's, how long do you usually give them uh, to solve an entire uh, game or puzzle or to break out? I'm usually
2: use 45 minutes. Time that's okay. <laughs> Speaking of time constraints. <laughs> so you're Go ahead. for you know, I usually do forty five minutes. Um, but we've narrowed it down sometimes to thirty if we have time restrictions, but usually it's forty five minutes that I give them. Um, and that's how most of the games are designed. But like I said, they're customizable.
1: Um, And so you heard the timer go off, so that gives you about a one-minute timer to one minute to kind of wrap anything up, anything else you would like to add uh, about Breakout edu?
2: Like I said, and I think you guys both have mentioned, is that, you know, it's a great resource and tool to use in your classroom. It's super engaging um, for students. And um, don't let a physical box be your barrier because there's a lot of ways now. You don't have to have the box and the locks to really – prevent you from doing breakout. There's digital ways you can do them, or it's physically breaking out of a room. You have to solve these clues, and then once the clues are solved, you've broken out of the room, and you can go to lunch or recess or leave for the end of the day. (laughs)
1: That is. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah, so much for joining us. And thank you for listening. Um, If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment uh, to let us know. Whether you're watching us live on YouTube or listening to us uh, later via iTunes, SoundCloud, or whatever your favorite podcatcher is, please subscribe to get the latest update about awesome things that are going on in people's classrooms. Uh, We'd also love to have positive ratings from you, too.
0: And uh, remember, we're always looking for guests to share the great things they're doing in their classrooms. If you know someone who fits the bill or you'd like to be a guest, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Um, Also, we are going to be on with uh, Liz Ramos in January. We're going to be talking about all kinds of fun things with her. And we are going to be on our regular Monday schedule. I'm sorry, we're not going to be on our regular Monday schedule. We are going to be on Tuesday. So episode 20 of TLC Ninja will be on Tuesday, January 3rd at 7 o'clock Pacific time. So we hope to see you then. And happy holidays, whatever it is that you are celebrating.